At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game, just like Flatterman said right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, on down the line. Good morning to you. Jason Kahn, producer number seven, is here as well. How you doing, Jason? Good. Good morning to you, Gil. Um, interesting show today. Bill Krakenberger, of course, hour number two, unscripted with the crack man. Can't wait for that. Uh, Bill in studio, fighting his germophobia. He's coming in studio once again. So that's a that's a bold, bold move by him. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I am as well. I'll tell you what else I'm looking forward to today. First of all, Pete Futak will join us again this morning. We'll look at the Pac-12 in our college football conference-by-conference conference previews. Pete Futak from College Football News. We'll do that momentarily. Uh, but a couple things. One, Ed Feng will be here uh, this hour, later this hour. Ed Feng is the host of the Football Analytics Show. He's also the founder of the Power Rank. We had him on earlier this week for a couple Olympics picks, and he may have a couple Olympics picks today. But what he's really here for this morning is just sort of perfect on brand for a numbers game, which is when I have handicapped baseball through the years, both on a numbers game and on the Beating the Book podcast, for those who have followed for so many years, you know that I do it largely through analytics, and part and parcel, core to that, everybody does it now. Back in the day, it was perhaps a smaller subset of betters, but everybody does it now. You're really trying to assess, for pitchers anyway, what are sustainable, what is a sustainable skill set and what is not. That's how you that's how you really attack baseball from an analytics perspective at its core. Obviously, there's more to it than that. Um, 
you're doing that throughout baseball, but really for, for starting pitchers primarily. And that has sort of diminished through the years. But in, in the NFL, when we're handicapping pro football or any, or any level of football, but let's take pro football, there's no real way to sort of get to, to, to really – what's the equivalent to that with quarterbacks? Obviously, if you look at a basketball box score, I say, you know, if you had access to the three-point shooting percentage at the end of a basketball game, that could tell you better than any stat who won or lost or who covered or who didn't. In the NFL, if you had, a, if you had access to the turnovers and the turnover margin at the end of any football game, obviously after the fact, you could probably tell who won the game or who covered the game just based on that number uh, alone. But the fact is it's not predictive and fumble luck is something we talk about with Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders all the time. So you can't really predict who's going to recover fumbles. What about interceptions, though? Is there any way, just like with pitchers in baseball, to separate what is truly the skill set of a quarterback despite what the interception column ultimately looks like? And with NFL play-by-play data, there is a way to sort of attack this. It's called bad ball data. So that's what we're going to look at today with Ed Fang. We're going to try to assess not only the interception column, Bo, this guy threw this many interceptions, he must be bad at football if he throws a lot. What we're really trying to look at is what's the bad ball percentage? And based on the bad ball percentage, how many balls were actually picked off? And from that, we can try to ascertain which quarterbacks got lucky with their throws this year. Uh, these past three years, really, which is the subset of data we're going to look at, and which quarterbacks, which starting quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, were more unfortunate. And from that, try to project forward which quarterbacks might regress to the mean in either direction. Hope that makes sense. We're going to do that with Ed Fang. He's done that with his Power Rank newsletter, which uh, he'll tell you all about, too, and how you can subscribe to that. But that is really what we're trying to get at with quarterbacks in the NFL. The results may surprise you, as they say. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention before we bring in Futak to talk uh, college football is preseason begins tonight, Hall of Fame game, Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys. It's a standalone, Canton, Ohio. They usually do these on Sunday nights, but they do it on Thursday because of the Olympics. There was a conflict, so it's a Thursday night game tonight, Hall of Fame from Canton. If you've ever been to Canton, Ohio, it's like uh, when you pass the football Hall of Fame, it's like you barely barely notice it on the side. Um, but it is, of course, the, uh, the, the bed of football there in Ohio. And... That game will take place. The total's 32 and a half. It's, as I said, the standalone pit, the, the preseason actually begins in earnest next week. Remember, it's only a three-week preseason now. And so I am not a preseason better. I know there's a lot of people here on the network who love to bet preseason, and I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm, I'm not one to judge. If you are a better researcher than the, than the bookmakers and the market itself, you're going to beat the preseason, and good for you. And that's something that I would never... Uh, never cast dispersions on. I just don't happen to do it. But the one thing that I always do bring up during the preseason is what my buddy Dr. Bob brings up, which is after week one. By the way, it is Gil Alexander. This is a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, however you're taking us in. We appreciate it. Um, I'm not a trends guy, but the one time I do bring up a trend every calendar year is Bob Stoll's post-week one preseason, pre-week two preseason uh, trend. And it really is logical because it has to do with teams wanting to actually get a win under their belt if they lose in week one. It's not quite that simple, but he has a very uh, specific thing to go on. And I guess the point I'm trying to make here real quickly is 
I'm not sure that it applies anymore now that preseason goes down. Forget the Hall of Fame game for a second. But now that the crux of the preseason goes down from four weeks to three weeks because I think it messes, it pollutes with that trend. So I'm going to give Baba a uh, holler today and see if uh, he believes it still applies or not because that would be the one thing in preseason we would care about uh, here on this show. And I'm not so sure it applies anymore, quite frankly. So just a thought about that. Uh, Pittsburgh and Dallas tonight. Again, total at 32 and a half, a scintillating 32 and a half. Let's talk some college football news, uh, some college football from college football news, I should say, at collegefootballnews.com. At Pete Futak, F I U T A K is where you can find him on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, from his backyard, it's Peter Futak. How you doing, Pete? Oh, I'm out in the backyard. I upgraded oh, now. Look I, at I you. met the in laws because we, we got kicked out because of our floors and stuff. Little little quick history, little thing here. Uh, the Great Lakes Naval Academy, the powerhouse of the 1940s uh, during World War II, is right there. So that's the this is the hollowed out barracks of all of this, uh, which I am now staying at at the palatial estates of the in laws at this point. But it's funny you mentioned it's funny you mentioned the, the preseason stuff. When I used to work for Pro, uh, Sky Point Pro Football Weekly uh, back in the day before the internet, preseason was feeding frenzy time. The flood of calls that would come in just from random guys because preseason is when you kind of knew some teams oh, yeah. would play their starters later, and you couldn't readily find this out. So our guys knew the coaches who were going to play their guys later. And if you knew like some back then it was like the Dallas Cowboys were the killer. But if we knew that they weren't playing their starters and the line was overinflated, those were, that was like easy money for all these guys. And they went crazy for it. it it's absolutely true. And we we've said on the network here for years now, John Harbaugh of the Colts, Mike Zimmer of the Vikings, two coaches, and it's reflected in their ATS numbers, two coaches that really care about preseason and actually get W's under their belts. So those, I mean, those are the two coaches you really should should know about in terms of wanting that. There's going to, there's going to be examples in history, and I don't know if Urban Meyer is going to turn out to be Steve Spurrier, but Steve Spurrier, when he came up from the college ranks, like he didn't get it, that he shouldn't unload yeah. the playbook. So they went to Osaka, Japan, and they like beat the and 49ers. Be crazy. <laughs> like 44 well, to I'll, something. Yeah. I'll ask you, like, do, do you think that the lines are going to be overinflated because people just feel like betting on a team like Dallas or a team like Tampa Bay, and there may be an extra point there to be had just because the public is good, like the Michigan factor, as we say in uh, college football, wherever the Michigan crowd just comes in late and just overinflates the line. There, there's got to be some like brand name recognition to this. I, I don't know if it, if that exists so much in preseason. To be quite honest with you, I think I think books realize that it's a uh, it's a sharp better thing where it's like the the guys who really just get in there and Google the heck out of things. Like it is a it's a you know it's like a draft. It's like an NFL draft or an NBA. Draft. I will say, if I Google better than you and find out information better than you, hey, that's the gig, and that's kind of what yeah. preseason is to me. And that doesn't make it bad. That makes it uh, if if you can profit off that, good for you. Um, and one final, real quick, yes. thing before we get to the topic, please. Your thing on interceptions. Go back like in NFL history. Look at like a Ken Stabler, a Terry Bradshaw, or a Dr- all these Hall of Famer guys had like finished their career with like 130 touchdown passes and. 300 interceptions. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, the, the idea, you're, you're, the intercept. Yeah, the interception thing just is all like MVPs had 30 interceptions. Yeah, it just, it just how it. It completely changed now. George Blanda threw 42 picks, I think, in one AFL season, something like that. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what's so fascinating about the segment. That's why I can't wait to have Ed on because I used to say when Kirk Cousins used to start at quarterback for Washington, and I remember when the Vikings signed him. 
any Washington football fan would have told you, I was like, oh my God, he's got the he's got the most fortunate BABIP in all of NFL, which is my way of relating yeah. the baseball stat of batting average sure. of balls in play. Because he would have balls hit off defenders' chests all the time. And I'm like, oh no, trust me, he's so lucky with that stuff. Anyway, Kirk Cousins has had a uh, Kirk Cousins-like career with the Vikings. That's how I would describe it, exactly how I would. And interesting offseason for the man, too. So, yes, yeah. and an interesting offseason. That's a whole nother topic. Uh, I want to get to the to the Pac-12, and we'll start with the Pac-12 North. But I, And I guess the first question that, that comes to mind is, I've asked this of any college football person I've had on uh, the show so far, which is the question of, okay, if I gave you 100 bucks, uh, but you couldn't bet on – Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson, or Ohio State, who would be the team you would place that money on to win the national title? And uh, I'll just tell you the three. Kenny White. Kenny White said NC State. You said Texas A&M. I hope he's right. You you said Texas A&M. Brett McMurphy last night on Primetime Action said Penn State. What is noteworthy to me, I haven't had a chance to ask Felika this, what's noteworthy to me is that no one picked a Pac-12 team which to me would have been the sort of logical answer because you know how mainstream media and the pollsters and the voters love the Power Fives. You're a Power Five stop yourself, Peter. You've admitted that many times before. And so if, if any Pac-12 team does anything, it's like, oh, they've got to be in the playoff. So Oregon was never named, at least not yet. Um, but if they if they beat Ohio, first of all, if they beat Ohio State week two at, at, at uh, Columbus, forget about it. It's, it's, it's one leg up on that whole conversation. Yeah, well, absolutely. And and again, the, the, it goes back to your question is it's not just, can they get in it? Can you win it? It's one thing Oregon can absolutely get to the uh, college football playoff. I, I would have loved for USC to have won uh, the PAC 12 championship last year and get into that theoretical debate about a undefeated power five champ, uh, whether or not that team should have been in uh, absolutely a PAC 12 team can get in it, but to win that two game tournament, it's one thing to get there. It's another thing to Notre Dame up and have to beat, you know, Clemson and Ohio state and and Al, or whatever the, the other monster teams are in that. So that's kind of the tough part of the question. But you're right. You know, if Oregon's good enough to beat Ohio State at Ohio State, then game on. Now, now you're kind of talking about Oklahoma of a few years ago where they did it. Baker Mayfield basically plant, we did plant his flag uh, in the Heisman race, which is why Anthony Brown to me is a the deepest of deep cut sleepers of Heisman guys. Because if he goes off against Ohio State, he becomes a thing. Uh, but this look, the talent's there. You know, Oregon's got the guys just as much as Alabama, just as much as Clemson, just as much as any other powerhouse team out there. They just have not been able to traditionally put it together under Mario Cristobal, even with two straight uh, championships. Yeah, and, and you're right about once they got to the playoff, it would be that that much more difficult. But I'm just saying, that in, in a sort of LeBron when playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference kind of way, right, they would have the, the easier path to get there, I guess, is what I'm is what I'm saying, based on uh, voters and uh, that kind of, and, and pollsters, yes. It would be awesome. I mean, look, look let's just say it. I, I, in my dream world, we do get a, uh, a, a college football playoff with NC state and Texas A&M and, you know, USD and a bunch of four first timers rather than the old, but uh, uh, no, it's, it's hard to get in and win it, but look, the Pac-12 is fun. You know, last year, you know, even in the weird year that it was, the argument is there that it was game in and game out, the most interesting and entertaining conference in all of college football. So Oregon, yes, they do play Ohio state, but in terms of the conference itself, uh, they have no USC on the schedule, no Arizona State from the South. Uh, they don't play two road games in a row ever this season. Uh, they do have to go to Washington, UCLA, and Stanford. But if you put all that in the wash, um, 
not the worst schedule really at all. Uh, you missed the team that I'm in deep, deep love with is Utah, and they got to go to Utah. Um, that's a problem, especially uh, for that team going to Salt Lake City in uh, late November. Uh, you're right, uh, but the Washington game's a bear. You know, but look, yo, know, they're look at the road games they got: Ohio State, Washington, Utah. All three of those are good enough to win their respective. Conferences, obviously, you know, you can only win one in the Pac-12, but those three are really good. UCLA is going to be dangerous, and look, you know, Oregon gets to avoid their annual November trip to an Arizona team and loss there. Uh, but I think that's where Utah comes in. So it's a again, it's a very, very, very talented team. Uh, but do you think they can beat Washington? That's going to be the key because last year Washington was very good, and this year they're going to be a whole lot better. Oregon is minus 110, by the way, uh, over at BetMGM to win the Pac-12 North. The only other team that is uh, south of a double-digit shot, everybody else is 16-1 to or longer, is, of course, the Huskies over there at UW, plus 140. Uh, We'll learn a lot about Washington uh, September 11th at Michigan, won't we? And we'll all uh, stem from there. How do you feel about the Huskies this year? Love them. I mean, the great coach, great defense. I mean, they're going to be as hard nosed as anybody in the conference. Uh, they're very, very good. It's you know, they, if they beat Michigan, if you look at their schedule, uh, Montana at Michigan, Arkansas State, Cal, Oregon State, UCLA at Arizona. That's a big, deep run. I mean, that they can go on a tear if they can get by the Wolverines. Uh, and I glossed over the coming game after that, which is at Stanford. Yep. If you really like. Look, Stanford had a blip. That was a perennial powerhouse 10-win team every single year under David Shaw. They had one year where they just couldn't run the ball. Last year, they were pretty good. Uh, I think they're kind of back to that again. At 18-1, to if you're crazy and you like the Flyers, I mean, nobody likes Stanford this year because they play a 12-game uh, all-power five uh, conference slate, and they got to go to USC. Uh, but they, they get Washington at home. You know, they get Oregon at home. They get those two games in Palo Alto at 18 to one. That's not the most insane of calls to think that they could rise up and pull this off. I was going to ask you about Stanford's schedule. Like you said, all power fives, um, Vandy, but Kansas state and Notre Dame, I guess the three that, uh, Notre Dame's at home. Yeah. Notre Dame's at home. So not the worst thing in the world. No. Yeah. Yeah. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, you'd rather play Vanderbilt than say, you know, yes. Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, like it's, there is some semantics to this, but hey, give them credit. You know, that it is the, the, the craziest schedule you've ever seen because you know, who does that? Who doesn't play some little sisters of the poor on there? And even worse yet for Stanford, the two teams, they miss Arizona and Colorado. Those are the two teams you do not want to miss from the Pac-12 South this year. What about Cal? Let's go to the other side of the of the Bay Area to uh, Berkeley. Cal, uh, you know, I spent most of my adult life there. And, uh, you know, they were an offensive powerhouse for so many years. Couldn't defend to save their lives. Now it's sort of, you know, last, most recently, it's flipped, right? It's, it's a defensive team where the offense can't seem to get it together. Uh, first of all, what about that? Why is that the case there? Or do you see some sort of uh, balance between the two sides of the football this year at Cal? I so desperately am trying to make Cal a thing. It's yeah. I, I, Justin Wilcox and that coaching staff is fantastic. Their defense is a killer. Chase Garbers, he's it. I mean, you're talking about like in a true MVP in value sort of way. He might be the most valuable guy in the Pac-12 because when he was playing, Cal was all right. When he was out, 
that offense couldn't do anything. The running game sort of stopped. Uh, but you're right. That team is going to be a bear. Their schedule's sneaky tough. I mean, Nevada to start the season. That there's a shootout team that's an undervalued team all across the board that's going to be dangerous all year. Going to TCU, you know, that's nasty too. So, you know, they never quite catch the ultimate scheduling breaks. They do not get Utah this year. They do not get Arizona State this year. So that's kind of a, a nice break. However, you look at their back in November on the road. I know Stanford's really not a road game, but it is three road games in the final four. Uh, they got to go to Oregon. They got to go to Washington. So in terms of winning the Pac-12 North, no, uh, it's especially at 16 to one, but they're definitely a bowl bound team. and They're definitely good enough to beat anybody on their schedule. Anything on Wazoo or Oregon State you'd like to share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. look, Wazoo, that, that offense is going to start to work. They didn't. It, that was you see that the. The programs that needed timing, uh, that needed a new coaching staff to have time to work, and they didn't have that in 2020. So this year, Washington State is going to have a more differentiating factor of an offense. Uh, I think they will be better under Nick Rolovich. And Oregon State just catches the bad, bad break of being in a, a, a very good division, but that's a team that should be good enough to go bowling but won't just because its schedule is going to be nasty. I mentioned yesterday, uh, Point Spread Weekly, uh, not only Point Spread Weekly, but our college football betting guide is out now at VEASAN, VEASAN.com slash subscribe, where everybody can get this. Uh, Matt Humans and crew did a great job with this. I mentioned yesterday when we were talking Big Ten, some Big Ten games of the year identified by our own Wes Reynolds. Well, Matt Humans himself identified some Pac-12 games of the year, if we could throw those up on screen, Jason, because uh, I'm curious how you feel about these with their associated lines. Jason just wants to run B-roll of the betting guide. He's really super into it look at that betting guide though that's that is very attractive very good looking betting guide but uh, let's talk about some of these uh, that involve pac-12 teams um lsu at ucla on september 4th uh the bruins and chip kelly come on it's put up or shut up time for ucla we'll get to them uh, coming up in a, in a few segments here in a couple segments uh oregon at ohio state we talked about that's on september 11th with the buckeyes favored by 12 and a half by the way lsu favored by four and a half at ucla then there's that washington at michigan game we talked about also on september 11th we're going to learn a lot about both of those teams in that one Michigan favored by one and a half then a little later on in October the aforementioned Utah Utes at USC uh, then the traditional the classic uh, rivalry USC at Notre Dame with the Irish favored by three in late October then in November Oregon at Washington that could be for all the marbles there in the north Uh, any thoughts on any of those spreads Absolutely no arguing with any of those games, obviously. Those are monsters, all of them. Uh, It's funny. uh, Someone tweeted at me when I kept saying that watch out, UCLA is at home and they've got the team in place. Uh, Isn't it cute how we're trying to make this game a thing and that LSU is not going to come in and just drive them by three (laughs) touchdowns? Uh, Again, I want to make – I want the Pac-12 to be good. I like Pac-12 football. I like these conferences. I like their athletic department. They like these people. I want them to win these games so bad. But I just think four and a half on LSU is way low. And Utah, USC, Utah has never beaten USC in Southern California, including the Freedom Bowl. I'm taking USC off that once it comes on the board. All right. So LSU minus the four and a half is what I glean most out of that? Absolutely. Miles Brennan or not? Miles Brennan or not. And you know, Oregon, if you're giving me 12 and a half at Ohio State, I'm taking that too. You're taking the 12 and a half? Or you're laying Absolutely. it? Absolutely. You're, you're, uh, I'm taking it. Oregon's going to cover that 12 and a okay. half. Yeah. Oregon plus the 12 and a half. Okay. Uh, we'll talk some uh, Pac-12 South. I got some playoff questions I haven't been able to ask Pete yet, too. We'll do that next right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. With football season just around the corner, and that corner for the NFL anyway is tonight with the Hall of Fame game. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today. Really takes you just a few seconds. And then you stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. That won't take you but a few minutes. It's a really quick process. And then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. It's that simple. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That's 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Pete Futak, kind enough to join us for a third straight day. Uh, we did the SEC a couple days ago. Big 10 yesterday. Pac-12 today. We'll get to... Uh, the Pac-12 South here momentarily. But I, I think of all the things I haven't been able to ask you over uh, vacation, we got to the whole Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Michigas. Uh, we talked a little bit about name, image, and likeness. We didn't talk about playoff format being expanded at any point uh, from 4 to, I guess, 12. I mean, I, it's going to happen eventually, maybe beyond. Who knows? And I'm just curious. I, I've forgotten your position on this. How do you feel about playoff format expansion? 
Um, I thought I was going to hate it, but I don't hate this idea. It's going to get quirky now because who came up with this format? Essentially, it was Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, and Bob Bowlesby, the uh, Big 12 commissioner. I'm guessing they're not going to be so uh, happy to, to join hands at yes. this point. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the, the only part about this, especially with the SEC you know, world domination tour that it's on, is now the other conferences are starting to kind of circle the wagons a little bit and try to make sure the, what, there was something came out today from I think that's a Washington state president saying that the conferences aren't going to let the SEC take over. Maybe they fight back at this because as this is set up, this is set up perfectly for like five, you know, SEC teams yes. to potentially get into this playoff. And that's a problem. However, if you are, there's really no complaints about this because if you are a big time school, if you're in Alabama, if you're in Ohio state, if you're a Clemson, you have a safety net. Now you don't have to be perfect. You can be 10 and two and be ranked ninth and get in the college football playoff. You can be Notre Dame and not have to be 12 and 0 to get into this thing. You, a, a group of five champion is going to get in this. I think last year, I think Coastal Carolina and uh, Cincinnati, according to this, would have happened. There would be tweaks that would have to be made. You'd have to cut you. I know they don't want to do a reseed, but that's a problem that's for another day and remember it really is about the probably the top 11 teams because that 12th team will probably get bounced out by one of the six power five conference cha- six conference champions but overall it's a good format it's it's rewards the uh the team the top teams uh, gives a little cookie to the other teams for a home game it's it would be really interesting and look you do this all before the bowls and you have that little dead period area it's a perfect time for all this so i actually think this could work well, I, I I I don't suggest that it won't work, and I don't suggest that from a betting standpoint it won't be awesome because we'll have more games to bet uh, with a format like that. Obviously, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, towards uh, towards crowning a champion. I guess my one non-betting sort of just is this good for college football question that would be what you just seized on, which is, oh, yeah, it wouldn't be a problem for any of those, you know, SEC teams or any Power 5 teams that are at the top of their conferences because, yeah, they might be able to afford to lose a game and still make it there now. Does that kind of suck for college football? Because that was the one thing that college football had over every other sport, that it was kind of a, in many cases, a one-and-done situation. Like, every week mattered. And that will go out the window to some degree. Does that bother you at all? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I understand the special and stuff, but it's not the NCAA tournament where you can finish seventh in your conference, have a hot three weeks, and all of a sudden you're you know UCLA or whatever, and you're playing in the Final Four. You really, it is still hard to get into the, to finish in the top 11 or 12 in college football. And I think percentage-wise, it's still actually better than than, uh, college basketball, and I'd actually flip that around. Yes, maybe something like something like the the uh, Clemson Georgia game to start the season might have that true specialness to it, like you normally would. Uh, but the flip side of that is. Last year, Iowa State was going into the Big 12 championship with a its puck on the stick with a chance to get to the college football playoff. Northwestern was going to be playing for the college football playoff. Indiana might have been in the playoff. So they would have been, you know, pile driven by Alabama or whatever been in the tournament. But who cares? At least it, it ramps up interest for so many more teams where now we're talking and I'm about to come up with the article today about the college football playoff this year and what's going to happen. It's cute. But we're talking about all these Pac-12 teams and they're probably not in it. They're probably only talking about four or five teams here yeah no i'm all for it generally speaking i'm all for it i just you know 
in the interest of being thorough, thought I should thought I should ask you. There was just a, a little, little bit in your brain that was like, ah, be careful what we wish for here. Yeah, you don't want more than twelve, though. I'm good with this. Twelve, twelve is where you draw the line. Finally, don't let me catch you it asking for more. Twelve is fine. Uh, yeah. Cut to a shot of us talking two years from now. Pete's like, I can really use sixteen. Uh, okay, we'll come back. Pac-12 South next. Pete Futek, college football news. And then Ed Fang with uh, trying to determine which quarterbacks have been fortunate or unfortunate in the NFL. Interception-wise, we will talk about that. Pac-12 South next with Pete. Right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is here. As mentioned, start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com. Once again, that's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Pete Futek, kind enough to join us for one more segment here from collegefootballnews.com. A trove of college football information all season long, even before the season starts. Pac-12 South, Pete, uh, here are the numbers to win the Pac-12 South, courtesy of BetMGM. No surprise, USC, the short shot, but not by much, plus 175. Then there's ASU at plus 225. The Utes of Utah at plus 260. Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins at 7-1. to the uh, Buffaloes of Colorado, Mike Pritchard's alma mater at 16 to 1. And then a little further away from all, there are your Arizona Wildcats at 100 to 1. Yeah. Just a little further down the road. All right, let's start with the Trojans. Uh, this schedule for them is fabulous. No Oregon, no Washington to deal with from the north. You can't do better than that. Uh, and then as you look at you and you're imagining spreads on this, is the Notre Dame game in October at Notre Dame the only game where they will, where they will be a underdog in? Do you think? Yeah, unless if it's not Arizona State, if it doesn't live up to everyone's hype. I mean, like I said, I, I'm in love with Utah, but again, like I mentioned before, Utah has never won a game in Southern California against the Trojans. So uh, I know New Year, new team, but look, you're right. If it's if you could take away two teams to not play, Oregon and Washington start there. And everything else kind of falls into place. Look, I love Arizona. My kid's probably going to go there and everything. But that's a free space game. That's easy. Stanford is at home. Oregon State is at home. Uh, UCLA is technically a home game. I mean, they're, they're going to be favored against everyone. They might even be favored against Notre Dame. So uh, there is going to be a loss along the way. And they did get pushed by just about everybody last year. And this is not necessarily one of the top teams in college football, at least in the top but this is the team that could be 11-1 and one and get to the Pac-12 championship and win that game and go to the college football playoffs. So there's your outlier to at least get to the college football players as much as USC can be an outlier. Uh, but again, you miss those two big boys from the top, and that helps the cause a whole bunch. Whenever I talk about USC, I, always, I, I smile because I always think about my buddy E, who I've referred to on this show many times, what very successful sports better. Uh, he is so convinced that ESPN is, is on a conspiracy to make USC a thing every single year. So I always, I always get a chuckle whenever I talk about the Trojans. But he, he just he doesn't believe it's good football, and yet uh, he thinks there are other forces conspiring. Let's just put it that way. 
uh, Arizona. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with a lot of that, but no, that's I get what he's saying. Yes. Uh, Arizona State and Utah, since those are the next two short shots. Th- these are like two college football teams that I always talk about. You know, if, if I'm living on the East Coast like I used to growing up, I probably would never see them play, but they have really provided us with good football over the years. How do you feel about both the Sun Devils and the Utes here, their shot to actually take the South? Yeah, hold on, entertainment phone. Look, Arizona State, I kind of put in the same category with North Carolina, where you have the great, you know, older head coach who's been able to build the program up over the last few years, but really kind of hasn't done it yet. I mean, obviously, Arizona State's been good, and there's been a few splashy wins here and there. You know, I got Michigan State, they got Oregon a couple times, uh, but. They haven't been able to put it a full season together. I'm not quite there yet when it comes with the Sun Devils and actually pulling this off to win. They could absolutely beat USC and Tempe uh, and get that win. Uh, but And they do miss Oregon, but they do have to play Washington. The rest of the schedule is pretty tough. And I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough to win it. Uh, again, I'm going to keep hyping up Utah. I mean, they're, it's not an exciting team compared to some of these others. Uh, but their lines are great again. I mean, you, Kyle Whittingham's always going to have a solid defense. They're always going to have those tremendous tremendous guys on the interior of the lines and they just are going to be another rock solid sound old school big tennis sort of team that can throw a little bit so uh they've got the guys that can actually pull this off and i i, I actually kind of like utah over arizona state as opposed to if you're not going with usc who's the obvious favorite to win this i would go with the Utes second jason do we have the uh, season wins on one screen by any chance uh, usc's season win was eight and a half can we flash up utah's and arizona as arizona states uh you 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 react to USC's eight and a half. What do you mean by that whistle right there? That seems a tad low. Uh, again, look at their schedule. Where are they? Where are they the underdog? I mean, uh, maybe Arizona's at Arizona State, maybe at Notre Dame. Okay, that's two, and there's going to be a, a misfire along the way somewhere. But you're you're saying that this team with this schedule is going to lose four games? That's asking a little bit much. This is more like a ten and two ish team uh, than a seven and five ish team. All right, UCLA. We have to talk about them. I alluded to UCLA before. Um, Chip Kelly, stellar career at Oregon. Then he goes to the NFL, had his moment with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, with Michael Vick. But can we, here, by the way, are the uh, college football, uh, or I should say the Pac-12 season wins, both in the uh, South and in the North. I got a glance here, by the way. Oregon and Washington topping out at nine. USC, Utah, both at eight and a half. A little bit of a juice on find me. Find me those two and a half, by the way, for Arizona. That's 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 a rough one. Two and a half on Arizona. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of that. By the way, the USC, the under is juiced, not the over. So you're uh, you're against market on that. Uh, the over on USC, but back to UCLA, I guess the point I'm trying to make here in the last 90 seconds is like, it is put up or shut up time, right? Like Chip Kelly has, he's been there long enough. Hasn't he? He's got, and it's worked. I mean, the hardest thing to put together has been an offensive line, and he's able to do that. His defenses have actually been pretty solid. Uh, and now the, the whole thing has to start to come together and be consistent. And look, they do get the, the fun game against LSU early on, and uh, they unfortunately they miss Oregon State and Washington State from the north. That's kind of a killer in all this. But definitely this is a team that can win seven or eight games and at least go bowling, at least look like they're a year another year away from really challenging. Uh, but it's time to have some fun. It's time for this team to actually start winning some of these games. They were a heck of a lot more competitive last year. Now it's time for that uh, all to come in and actually start to work. All right. Last thing then, going back to those season wins, besides USC over, is there a position you like 
better than any of the others, either over uh, or under. Stanford, a four, that's a gift from the gods. I know their schedule's a bear. I know they got to go actually go on the road for Washington State and Oregon State, uh, but that's that that's maybe an eight and four-ish team instead of a four and eight team. So I love Stanford wow. even with that bear of the schedule. Wow. Okay. Uh, Stanford over for uh, for Pete Futag on that one. Uh, those are come on, David Shaw. Let's go. Let's get this. Let's flip this back around for me here. <laughs> David Shaw, when last seen, still running the ball into the line against Michigan State in that bowl game so many years ago. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Pete, thank you. Appreciate it as always, man. And we will talk. We'll we'll go conference to conference. We'll talk soon again. Thank you. There you go. Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K. Coming up, Ed Fang from the Power Rank. Yes, through sites like Fangraphs, we can determine pitchers' skill set, their true skill sets, and what is sustainable and what is not. Can we do that with quarterbacks and interceptions? Ed Fang says yes because of play-by-play data and bad ball data. We will explore that next, and we will name names on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports. Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. First game, proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Raise the stakes with BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot and easy 100 bucks. Register using code VEASAN100 win $100 in free bets. When you place a $1 money line wager on the Yankees or Mariners and either team hits a home run tonight, BetMGM is always ready to help you turn big plays into major paydays. Enjoy innovative parlay selection, builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet a dollar on the Yankees or Mariners and either team hits a homer. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Speaking of the Yankees, Anthony Rizzo with another RBI yesterday. An RBI, at least one in all of his first six games with the Yankees. Last player to do that on a new team, Bobby Mercer with the Chicago Cubs back in the 1970s. We were talking about that a little bit last night on primetime action, which I do with uh, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin over there on MSG+. Skill Alexander, uh, thrilled to have this gentleman on the show today to talk football and specifically trying to identify quarterbacks and what is sustainable, what is unsustainable with their interception rates. This is going to be fascinating. He's from the Football Analytics Show. That's the podcast he hosts. But really, he applies his trade at the Power Rank. Uh, the Power Rank, uh, you can find him on Twitter at ThePowerRank or ThePowerRank.com. And he's got some Olympics picks as well. It's Ed Fang, everybody. How you doing, Ed? I'm doing great, Gil. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Ed, you look very uh, festive with your shirt today. You look like you're uh, about to go on a trip to some tropical destination. Yeah, maybe I'm about to take a trip to Las Vegas or something, but, you know, I came on last time. <laughs> yes. And I felt like I looked a little sloppy compared to uh, the Dapper or Gil Alexander. Oh, so don't even try it. Don't even try it. All right, let's get your Olympics picks first. Uh, and let us talk specifically, I think you want to do the men's 5,000 meter, which is uh, tomorrow, I believe, the finals? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the final is Friday. All right, what do you so, like here? What's, yeah, so this is an interesting race. So Muhammad Katir is the favorite, uh, as you can see here. And this is a guy that's come out of nowhere. Uh, no one in the running community had any idea who he was in January of 2021. But he's put up some fast times uh, in the 1500 and the 5000 meters this year. It's kind of like he got the super soldier serum and became Captain America, or or in this case, Captain Spain, because uh, he, he represents Spain. Uh, I think as I talked about last time on the 1500 meters, I'm I'm trying to fade guys that are uh, that have shown kind of a small sample size of results. So uh, I'm gonna I really like uh, what's going on with the two Ugandans. So uh, well, so the the guy with the second odds, as you can see, is is a guy named Jacob Kiplimo. He is uh, all of 20 years old. He's run blistering times from 3,000 meters to the half marathon. He's got a fantastic kick. Uh, one bronze in the in the 10,000 meters. So um, definitely going to take a nibble with him here at, at uh, I got him at plus 230. Obviously, plus 250 uh, is a good price there. And then really the most talented guy in this field is Joshua Cheptegei. Uh, he's 24 years old. He is the world record holder in the 5,000 and the 10,000 meters. And he set both of those last year. And if the Olympics were held last year, he would probably be minus 300 to win this race. Uh, it's not 2020. He's not running quite as well in 2021. Did get a silver in the 10,000 meters at the Olympics already, so he he's in decent form. Um, and I think he really made a tactical mistake in that race. He let uh, Solomon Borrega get away from him. Uh, he did admit he's having a little bit of a heel injury, but, um, you know, I, I mean, I bet him at plus 430 
And uh, mm. he's the most talented guy in this field. There's no doubt about it. Uh, certainly the, a guy that can win. And really, I mean, we're looking about tactics here. So Katir is kind of more of a 1500 guy that is going to have a big sprint. You want to see the Ugandans take it out fast. You want to see them stretch this field and and put away a lot of the sprinters here. I think they will do that. It's their last race of the Olympics. And uh, so the Ugandans, uh, Kiplimo and Cheptegai here. Cheptegai, as you mentioned, the world record holder, 12 minutes, 35.36 seconds. That's just Great. just when you think about running that, running at a world record pace for that long. It's just yep. unbelievable. So, so Cheptegai, you got it at north of 400. You'd bet him here at plus 275? Yeah, I mean, I would shop around. Yeah. There's better prices. Yeah. Okay. And then you wanted to talk about another event. Yeah. So let's talk about the women's 400 meters. Let's. So Shawnee Miller-Webo is the favorite here. And I've been actually trying to bet Shawnee Miller-Webo since the beginning of the Olympics. She was entered in the 200. And she, before the Olympics, had said, like, I'm running the 200. The Olympics are not going to allow me to double in the 200 and the 400. So I'm going to focus on the 200. And that was really strange to me because she was a dog in the 200. Uh, I think you could have gotten a price like plus 230. And then she was like a minus 500 favorite in the 400. And it it, it made no sense. Um, but it turned out this was something where the betting markets were ahead of basically any news that I could find out there. Um, so she entered the 200, ran a couple rounds reasonably fast, nothing too uh, fast for her. Um, but kind of knew she was overmatched by some of the Jamaicans and basically jogged the final uh, in the 200 meters. So didn't really put a lot of effort in there. And um, so she's also entered in the 400, which which I kind of saw before the Olympics, but she had kind of said she wasn't running. When she jogged the 200 meter final, it was clear that she was focusing on the 400 because she thought she had a better chance. So give one to the markets for that. Um, so if you remember this woman, she was the one that outleaned uh, Allison Felix in the Olympics in 2016 and mm-hmm. fell flat on her face, but but won a gold medal. She's been pretty dominant at this event. And again, this is one of these cases where I like backing the established runners. Um, she's clearly the fastest here. Uh, like I said, I mean, she was minus 500 uh, before the start of the Olympics in this 400. Uh, you can buy her like minus, uh, what, you got 165 there. Um, you know, I, I think there's better prices if you want to back her as a favorite. And I don't really know why this price is going down. Okay. Uh, the only reason I can think of is that you think she's tired from running two rounds of the 200 meter heats. Um, but her main competitors are Stephanie and McPherson. McPherson hasn't beaten Miller Webo since like 2014 in the 400 meters. And then there's another woman named uh, Paulino from the Dominican Republic that has run some fast times. But um, if everything goes right, I mean, Shawnee Miller-Webo should should win the 400 meters. And Allison Felix, who has seemingly been running in the Olympics since we were kids, for goodness sakes, no real shot here at 14 to 1? Uh, I, I don't think she's going to win. I mean, she's a little bit older, and her years as a sprinter, obviously an amazing uh, athlete. But, um, yeah, I just I, I don't see it. Yeah, I exaggerated by kids, but really, like, I mean, this is her fifth Olympics, so it's just an amazing run for Allison Phoenix. Okay, appreciate that. Okay, now let's get to the real reason why I wanted to have you there. Not that I don't like your Olympics picks, but this kind of thing is fascinating to me. First of all, you have a newsletter where this appeared. Tell everybody how they can get your newsletter. Yeah, go to thepowerrank.com and uh, sign up for my uh, sports betting newsletter. Um, I try to be valuable. I try to be concise, uh, and I try to be entertaining. 
And uh, so I'm, I'm including things like the things I'm about to talk about, the, the NFL quarterbacks, the fade in 2021. Okay, so how I, how I prefaced this earlier this hour, because I was so excited I was already talking about it, was when I handicap baseball, when anybody handicaps baseball, what you're trying to figure out, at least I think if you're doing it right, you're trying to figure out what is a sustainable skill set for pitchers, what, what, is, what is not sustainable skill sets, and really you're just trying to get at where they're fortunate, where they've been unfortunate, and then allow that to inform your bets. With, with the NFL, turnovers, generally speaking, not predictive, right? Fumble luck is a thing. You can't determine who recovers fumbles. And interceptions, that has always been sort of, you know, a holy grail of sorts. If, if we had access to the turnover column, as I said, to the box score after a game, I could tell you pretty much most of the time who won, who covered, that kind of thing. But we can't really predict interceptions, or can we? Explain to us why we might be able to. Yeah, so it's been really hard to, to to predict interceptions, right? So if you look at the slate of NFL quarterbacks and you just looked at what they did last season, uh, it's not predictive. That court interception rate from season to season is not sticky at all. Um, and it turns out what you need to do in order to do better is just to kind of expand the number of events that you're looking at. And the NFL play-by-play tracks passes defended. So these are plays in which a defender either gets a hand on the ball, uh, deflected pass, Uh, This also includes plays in which a defender might jar the ball loose from a receiver and cause an incomplete pass. And when you look at these plays, essentially the idea is like the quarterback is putting the ball in a dangerous position. It did not result in an interception, but uh, the quarterback's, uh, you know, putting his team at risk. And obviously, like every quarterback's going to going to throw these passes defended. But when. Um, but when you look at their rates, you actually get some no, you get some really good signal. And uh, a lot of this work was first originated by Bill Connolly uh, in some college football. Aaron Schatz has done some pretty good work with the NFL. And what I've done is was able to say, like, well, that's, let's not just look at passes defended. Let's combine them with interceptions. And I call them bad balls. So this is any time uh, a quarterback puts the ball in a dangerous situation, whether it turns into an interception or not. And the thing I want you to take home from this is that this bad ball rate is very predictive. It's as predictive as completion percentage season to season for NFL quarterbacks, which and, is awesome. And, and you, it turns out to be our way. And you did it with a, with a three-year data set? Yeah, so I'm using a three-year data set. Okay. Um, and the other thing I want to impress is that, you know, when you look at the, the – if you look at the number of bad balls that becomes picks, that looks completely random from season to season. So quarterbacks control all often they put the ball in danger, but once they put the ball in danger, it's pretty random what turns out. It's like nurse. it's like batting average on balls in play in baseball. It's the same thing. Once it, once it hits yeah. off the bat, right? This is a, it, the pitcher can't really determine where where it lands at that point. Uh, real quick, because I'm going to ask you to stay, and then we'll reveal who's been fortunate, who's been unfortunate for five minutes after the break. <clears throat> but give the Carson Wentz example as we go to break. Yeah, Carson Wentz was a quarterback that heading into the 2020 season had a fantastic interception rate. So 1.5% compared to the NFL average of 2.4%. His bad ball rate was uh, close to the NFL average. So the suggestion was that he would not be able to uh, complete 
uh, he would not be able to sustain that low interception rate. And that's essentially what we saw last season. And you guys all know what happened. We all know what happened. All right, uh, Ed, give me five more minutes after the break. We'll look at the quarterbacks that have been super duper unfortunate, super duper fortunate. This will be fascinating. Something to file away as the NFL season begins. Oh, so close now. Hall of Fame game, obviously, tonight, but the regular season just around the corner. Ed Fang for five more minutes right here on a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network, and then crack on deck. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.